As everyone can see, we have four people on our screen for this episode of Super Cool Radio. Uh, the main reason this is the two-year anniversary of Super Cool Radio. Yes. Yay! Woo! And for this show, we got a panel going on uh, with some great guests we've had for the last two seasons, and they're going to flip the script on me a little bit. Uh, they're going to interview me because I am very interesting and important, of course. So. I'm going to start off, I'll introduce the person up top next to me. He is the guitarist and singer for South Bend Rock Band Hourglass. Please give it up for Andrew. Thank you very much. From Michigan, he is the drummer for Two-Faced Wilson, also part of Diecast Romance, his solo project he's got going on. Please welcome Brian Knickerbocker. Representing the great country of Canada, she released a killer debut single entitled All My Lies and is currently working on some more great music. This show is actually her idea. Please give it up for Apricity. And of course, everyone that should know me, the show is all about me. I am Matthew Thomas with Super Cool Radio and this is the two-year anniversary show. All my stuff is done. So, let's start Ooh, let's kick this off. Yay, Matthew. Yay. With your non-alcoholic, alcoholic-looking beverage. Soda. Some great soda. Cherries if, uh, Might as well go for a soda. There we go. Three cherry cola. Yeah, oh, Kim wow. Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> Canadian. I, I'm your favorite Canadian now. Okay, yeah. Kim Mitchell's my second favorite. Hey. Hey, <laughs> listen. You, I, I, two of my best friends are, are Canadian. One of them's from Nova Scotia, and the other one's from London, Ontario. So, ah, got... I'm close. I'm close to London, Ontario. Not that okay. far. Yeah. See, I know. I, I know things. Because <laughs> you're from Wisconsin, you know things. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And I never took geography, so I'm not really that great with stuff. So I know where Indiana is because I live there. Canada's yeah. the country south of us. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Stand on your head and walk straight down. <laughs> <laughs> so how? So thank you for having us all on here, Matthew. This is uh, this is a really cool idea, man. Yeah, I, I can't take full credit. Uh, me and Chris, we talked about this, what, probably beginning of the year, I think. We talked about doing something like this. We did. Right after Christmas, I said, uh, wouldn't it be neat to interview the interviewer? <laughs> so, here yeah. we are. Uh, yeah, hey, here we go. Yeah, this is going to be a, either really fun or disaster or a PR nightmare. I haven't decided which one yet. I hope so, you studied for this. Matthew. <laughs> it's all geography. 
Oh yes. no! Oh, that, that's bad. Uh, you know that show? Are you smarter than a fifth grader? This is this is going to be that. <laughs> oh no! I was never good. If, if Tony Hawk can't pass, I don't think I can. It's actually called "Are You Smarter Than a Musician." <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. It's not hard to be. I, no, I was going to say I'm out. I got, <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. I barely. I'm a drummer. I barely qualify as a musician. I hit. No comment. <laughs> oh, no. We need we need drums in our life. Absolutely. That that is the backbone of the band, though. You have to keep the beat somehow. Yep. It's exactly. true. So two years, Matthew. Yeah. How did you get started doing this stuff? What made you decide you want to talk to idiots like us? <laughs> well, m me. They're smart, probably. Um, At least at first. Uh, uh, actually, pretty funny. Actually, a South Bend connection. I know Andrew will understand. Uh, uh, so um, I actually applied uh, for the Bear just to be like a roadie, like just to do basic entry level stuff. And um, I didn't hear back. And uh, so I applied for like another position there. I never, never heard back. I, I applied to them four times. Uh, just kind of, I, I liked to somehow be involved in music. I was a very, very big fan of music, and I wanted to. Uh, Promote music that you don't really hear too much on the radio. Uh, I know the the bear here in South Bend. If it's not uh, major mainstream music, uh, you're probably not gonna hear anything outside of that. Um, so I, I applied to them uh, and I uh, never heard back. So I was like, all right, I'll just start my own radio station because it can't be that hard. And uh, famous last <laughs> words. Yeah, so just going going right. into that. Um, I was like, yeah, I'll just start an internet radio station. Not as hard as I thought it would be, except then you'd have to keep coming up with new content every day, and that's what the uh, kind of the eventual problem was. That's kind of I switched formats. But starting off, it was really because I was Master Bear, and uh, I wanted to have my own radio show. It's pretty neat. So, yeah. Matthew, what's your what has been your biggest obstacle putting this together? Um, just super cool radio in general or this show? Super cool radio in okay. general. Putting your show <laughs> this, together. This show, yeah, in, we this know show, this show. In, this show okay. in itself was a challenge. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Uh, in general, starting off, it was just um, producing the shows because I couldn't do it live because I still had to work. So I'd have to pre-record the shows. So um, getting all the shows laid out, make sure I'm not repeating songs, make sure I'm not... Um, you know, saying the same stuff, keeping it interesting. That was the hardest part, and uh, also the money, because um, I wasn't making any money when I was doing my radio show, because the ads were just covering the licensing, so I didn't make anything. Um, so now I have a better uh, system in place where it actually helps uh, build instead of just, you know, putting money into something that I can't get out of. Uh, but I would say now, uh, with the videos and the shows and stuff, it's um, just scheduling, really. Uh, when is a good time to interview this person? When can I get the show out? And I, I always try to do stuff ahead of time. I don't try. To, I used to announce stuff and then try to put it together, and that was a bad idea, a lot of stress. So now I try to yeah. do shows and then <clears throat> announce it and then upload it and then you know have that uh, system in place, and it's going a lot better. Uh, so the 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 first show, like talk talk to. Tell everybody about how that whole, how it all came together and kind of what your mindset was in on that day that you knew you were going to start this whole, get the actual ball rolling with content. 
Um, so I, in March of 2019, I started, I just had music up on there. I would just like uploading music and it would play. Uh, then I started, um, I did like a, a block where I would like only talk at the beginning and the end of the hour. And then I went to my full show in April. And that's where, um, I can't, like, I remember the song I ended with, with was Misery Business by Paramore. I don't remember how, oh, I started off with a Newfound Glory uh understatement okay and um i, I threw in some like alice cooper e pop i don't exactly remember every song i had on there but uh it was definitely very exciting especially the place i worked at my uh friend very big fan of like local music and obviously i'm good friends with him so he played he put it on the on his uh tablet and like it was playing throughout the shop and i was like that is awesome i get to hear myself and actually someone else who's actually a fan of my show um, it, even just by uh, just me telling him, he hasn't. This is the first ever show. He didn't, you know, have any kind of taste of it until I dropped that first show. Cool. So yeah, and then uh, my first interview. I know it's not the question, but I want to go into it anyway. Uh, that was going to be my question. Oh, good. <laughs> See? See, I got telepathic over here. Yeah. Uh, my first interview was with uh, my friend Elsie Binks. Uh, I saw them a few months before at the Music Factory, and I saw that they were coming back in uh, January. So I saw them in November with Stitched Up, Hard Collido, Killer Show. First time seeing them, first time actually listening to the music. And they rock. It was a great show. So I, uh, so I talked to Aaron for a little bit after the show, uh, and um, you know, we, we kind of hit a lot of her great, you know, talking talk about music and that I was, and she's like super, she's like, yeah, I told her like what I do, and she's like, "Yeah, just any kind of music you want to feature, go for it." Cause I already bought the CDs, so she's already, you know, I already paid for you know the CDs, so she's really cool about it. And then I hit her up like a few weeks later, asked she wanted to do an interview, and um, it, and I, I met them in the RV before the show, and it was like a terrible ice storm that day, and um, I was yeah, playing it, that. I was playing that show. Yes, yeah, so you opened. Yep. Yes, yeah, we did. Crappy weather, terrible weather. But the interview went really well. Very happy with it. Uh, they were really cool. I think it was like a half half hour. I think it was about a half hour, and um, it was a lot of fun just hanging out with them. And uh, on my way home, I slid off the road. Luckily, I got back on the road because of the ice, and uh, I went on my merry way. So that was uh, that was a very interesting time. <laughs> their their drummer, Prissy. They're they're he's the one that's from London, Ontario. That I was talking oh, about. Okay. Yep, he's Darren Curtis. Really, they're all great people. I I love all of them to death. Yeah. Definitely some of the most down to earth people. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a lot of fun and really good musicians, and uh, I, I really like working with them. Mm -hmm. So, how do you normally go about getting people to be on the show? Is it like that, where you go see them and you do you talk to them afterwards, or do you usually hit them up on Facebook or something like? How do you get them to join you on the show? It depends. Uh, I got a few different ways of doing it. Uh, first, if I happen to see them live at a show and talk to them, we you know, usually uh, I make connection and then um, sometime maybe later, I'll hit them up for an interview like, hey, remember me? Or sometimes we do it you know, day out like, yeah, I'll interview you, just send me over the details or whatever. Um, sometimes I just cold call, or well not call, call but uh, pulled the message people like hey this is who i am this is what i do 
I would like interview you and you know I kind of make myself sound nice and all that stuff. And, um, <laughs> you know, sound nice. Free, everything's fine, I, I swear. Professional. <laughs> so I make everything sound very professional. Uh, yeah. My my rate with kind of cold messaging people isn't that great. Usually I don't get you know don't hear back, but sometimes I do. It's I, I was very surprised when uh, September morning I agreed to do an interview, so I was very surprised when that happened. Yeah, I remember I was the one that messaged you. Yes, <laughs> so that probably that probably just messed people, you up. A lot of people I know. Uh, you know, Christy, she she uh, messaged me. Brian messaged me. I know you, so that was different. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, some, yeah. A lot of people message me, and uh, usually if you message me, I try to um, I try to bump you up in the schedule. But like, yeah, we can do it. You know, in, in like a few weeks, a few, you know, depending on what my schedule is. Sometimes I have an opening works out perfectly. Like a few interviews coming up, um, it, it was just I have an opening and it's a perfect time to do it. So it really just depends. Uh, I have a lot of different ways of doing things, but a lot of the interviews lately, it's uh, because people um, they uh, they message me or hit me up or somehow found me. That's good. Hmm. So. Matthew, if you could have anybody on your show to interview, who would it be? I feel like people already kind of know this answer because of how much I've mentioned this in an interview. I think you already know who I'm thinking. Um, I, I, Alice Cooper. I mean, I was going to say Alice Cooper. I, ah. I, I love his music. I have all of his albums that, uh, well, at least that he remembers making. Right. Um, <laughs> the ones he doesn't remember aren't worth having. <laughs> no, no they, they, they don't count. That, that was Except my brother has them, probably. Oh, that, they, they don't exist. <laughs> that was Malice Cooper, not Alice Cooper. Um, so I would say if I somehow were able to get an interview with Alice Cooper digitally in person, however, that would probably be like, I've made it. I could, like, if, if I had to retire after that interview, I'd be like, you know what? I'm good. I've, I've reached my pinnacle, my, uh, my goal, my, well, I have a lot of goals, but like, that's like the highest goal like out there. If I can interview Alice Cooper, sign me You're up. Right off into the sunset. Yeah. Yep. I, I, he seems like he'd be a fun person to interview too. I've seen interviews with him. He's, he honestly is a lot of fun. And he, has he doesn't give the same interview time. twice. Yeah. No, yeah. He, Honestly, he, he uh, does a lot of variety of stuff, even with the music, too. He does so mm -hmm. many different things that there's so much to talk about and that I probably, one interview probably wouldn't even cover everything. I can see Matthew nerding out and messaging and be like, hey, can you like wear the, can you wear the makeup? <laughs> he does. A lot of interviews he does. And, you know, he, to me in, the solid, 90s, <laughs> in the late 90s, in the late 90s, he had a long gap between uh, new music. That's because he was, he was practicing golfing and he almost uh went to the pga tour wow almost he's, yeah he's really good he yeah. the reason he comes to this area every so often is because he likes the notre dame golf course mm. that's the reason he comes to the morris every few years yeah it's like about the only thing to like about notre dame yeah <laughs> it's like one of his favorite courses i hear i heard yeah they, they had the uh pga uh what uh men's I think, or uh, seniors, PJ seniors uh, tournament in South Bend. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Was, he is a senior now. He could get in there. Yeah, but he's he been a he senior. Was, I mean, he's, what, 70 something? Some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he, he said he would have done it in full makeup. He would have had the snake. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Cooper. 
I, I, I kind of wish I, I wish that would have happened, but I mean, they need to release Brutal Planet, one of my favorite albums of 2000. So I mean, you get what you yeah. get. Have you ever tried to get any um, members of his band on the show? I did uh, email Nita Strauss. Uh, yeah. Never heard back. But that'd be pretty cool. Honestly, any honestly anyone in Alice Cooper, I would love to interview Ryan Roxy, Tommy Anderson, Glenn Fowler, Nita Strauss, anyone. Don't you have Don't you have a an in with Chuck Garrick though? Don't you know somebody in one of his bands? Man, okay. Who wants a good story? <laughs> Who wants a good you just story? lit up. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> this actually connects to my first interview. I'll tell you how. Right, okay, right. good question then. First interview. Um, on the way, you know, on my way home, you know, slid off the ice, all that stuff. Um, but then the next day, I got like a nasty nosebleed, and uh, I was like, "Oh, all right, uh, not bad." You know, it stopped. I was good. But then a few days later, like uh, that Wednesday, right before I was going to upload my interview for the show, uh, I got a really bad nosebleed, and uh, it took longer to stop. So then it, and I finally got to stop, and I went to bed. And then uh, th- uh, uh, into the night, it just kept bleeding when it stopped. So I wound up going to the ER because I'm on my parents' insurance. So that's pretty nice. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. So I hit the deductible right away. And um, so I, I got to the ER, and the funny thing, so uh, if you have a nosebleed, you know the doctor, they prescribe, they, they give you cocaine to numb your nose. I'm not kidding. Yes, they do. That's, yes. that's a true story, yeah. I so should I, break my nose. Oh. <laughs> I had the same thought. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Mom, if you're watching this. <laughs> and the next, like, um, I, I went to my employer after I went to the ER to hand him the note, that uh, he can't drug test me because I'll test positive. <laughs> okay. So that was an interesting thing. He just looked at him and said, okay. He wasn't even going to ask or anything. He was like, all right, just go. You know, and then I couldn't work for the next few days. So anyway. So, uh, Bisto Blanco is uh, Chuck Garrick, the bassist mm-hmm. for Alice Cooper, and Calico Cooper, uh, Alice Cooper's daughter. I hit them up for an interview, and um, I, I didn't hear back because you know, they were supposed to have a show in Illinois. Uh, March 13th, or 12th, March 12th. And um, so I didn't hear back for the longest time. And um, so and my nosebleeds kept getting worse and worse. So I actually saw a doctor and they said, you need surgery uh, to correct this or you're just gonna keep having nosebleeds. So, um, and stupid me, I put it off for a little bit. But I said, I'll, I'll, it's nosebleeds, you know, it's whatever. Um, so uh, I went to hit, lift a heavy Hummer tire uh, and uh, I did fine. You know, I did, it did the work and everything. And I looked like this tiny Ford Focus tire, and my nose just starts gushing everywhere. And my, and my and the employer comes up to me and he goes, "Get that fixed." Said, okay. <laughs> he's like, "I don't want you bleeding everywhere, so get it fixed." So I was like, "All right." So I made the appointment for March 12th. And I was like, "I didn't buy the tickets for the show. I haven't heard back. All that stuff." So March 11th, I got an email from their um, press person. They said, hey, if you want that interview, you can still have it. And I went, well, that's fantastic. I was I had surgery that day. So yeah, I explained my situation and stuff. And they said, well, so, sorry to hear about that. So maybe I might have to revisit that. I was hoping, um, you know, then obviously lockdown, quarantine, all that stuff happened. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so I could have interviewed uh, Chuck Garrett and Calico Cooper, but uh, nosebleeds. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, Alice so, Cooper has a son that's in a band, right? Does he? Does he? Maybe. He's got four kids. I think because Alec, bass player of Hourglass, my brother, he, I guess they're coming to somewhere around here sometime this year. He's like, that's Alice Cooper's son. We got to go. I was like, okay. Maybe he'll be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring your dad to work day. <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So you've done how, how many how many episodes have you done now? Um, at least over a hundred. Um, I got a hundred and eight videos on YouTube, uh, and some interviews are only on my podcast channel. So I'm probably let's say about 110, 111. So off the top of your head, maybe give us like three moments from like the longevity of this entire thing like some cool like your top three cool moments you can think of off the top of your head all right um not any particular order because this is no just and just any three uh one that comes to mind is actually about you brian um when you said you got an endorsement deal because the person saw my show yep honestly it's one of my proudest moments um just because i started this to help musicians and to promote music and you get an endorsement deal because someone actually watched my video that just blows my mind yep no nuts no nuts symbol sleeves yep he messaged me about an hour after the you know, the show uh when it went live on youtube and he's and i had been using his stuff for a couple of years and he's like hey if you want to if you want to in foot like endorse us officially and you know work out a deal just Send them, send me all your information, and it was directly because of. He's like, I watched the show, so, and I thank you very much for that. That was that was very helpful. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, I, that, that's one of my proudest moments for Super Cool Radio, honestly. Uh, second one. Uh, honestly, the, the skits of Yuri, uh, some of my like fun stuff because we don't script any of that. We don't have a script. Like I have a really? script. Yeah, it is, uh, it is all unscripted. So, <laughs> you can kind of see it sometimes because sometimes I have to laugh because it's just the insanity. And yeah. I have so many bloopers that I have not released of just some insane stuff. And well, now you have to. Yeah, you should for the two-year anniversary <laughs> special. Blooper real. I got a few. Yeah. Of my, I got to find them. They're in a file somewhere. I will find them. Um, but yeah, some of that stuff is just. Uh, it's all unscripted. It's so much fun uh, doing that stuff, and uh, there's, there's probably some more stuff in the works. So I was, it's not interview related, not music related, but just the the fun of uh, just making videos. I know um, those are like some of like unfortunate lower views I've uh, noticed for that stuff, but I just have fun doing it. So if, if anyone gets a kick out of it, that's all I need. Yeah, it's all that matters. Well entertainment that's what we're here for exactly that's why we're all here and then i would say for for a uh, third moment that comes to mind i think uh being an official partner with di records uh actually um him uh dakota messaging me and they're like hey do you want to be an official partner um and it's just you know in, you know interview some bands for our officer promotes music which is pretty much what i was, I was already doing that anyway so that should be recognized as an official partner by a record label um very cool moment for me uh, i didn't really think anything possible like that when i first started this of all the stuff that's you know i've done and the connections i've made 
to actually uh, have someone kind of recognize that. Uh, I think that is definitely very cool, and I'm very happy to be uh, partners with uh, DI Records. So, they have a cheap plug. Please check them out. They have a lot of great bands signed to them. Definitely. So, Matthew, if you had to give somebody advice that wanted to start up and do something similar, what would that advice be? A few things. Definitely uh, prepare for the interviews. Um, there's some I took on very short notice in season one, and that's why I don't do that. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll get to that one in a second. <laughs> it was good, though. It was fun. <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. Uh, I would say, yeah, definitely prepare for the interviews. Uh, know who you're going to talk to. Uh, I usually ask people before, like, do you want the questions? Because some people don't, and that's totally fine with me, but I'm going to be prepared for myself. Uh, so definitely do your research on who you're going to interview. Uh, make sure you have the equipment set up. Some, some interviews, like my earlier ones, the quality is not there. So uh, make sure you, um, you always got, obviously, a web camera, like well, we all have, and um, video editing skills, that just in case there are some issues that you mm -hmm. can correct it. Um, I definitely, I would say, um, have fun. <laughs> I was, I think I was a little too rigid with, with the, uh, first season. So definitely just have fun. Um, and, uh, you make sure, uh, you keep the conversation going because it's not on the person being, uh, interviewed. It's on the interview, uh, the person giving the interview to progress the situation and, um, get, get the good interview. You gotta, you gotta make them look good. I've seen a lot of interviews uh, where uh, the person just tries to put themselves over, and it's really not the point of doing the interview. So I, with everyone I interview, I try to um, make sure that I put the person over. If they have anything upcoming, try to make sure you promote that. And um, just ask, like, um, you know, be, behind the scenes of the music. I mean, um, that's usually what my go-to is. I try to keep everything on point. I don't try to go off on too much crazy, silly stuff. I've seen a lot of interviews. So I would say just keep it on point, or at least uh, if you have a good story that you can somehow work that in, but usually stick on point with music or um, something that they're involved in. It's definitely good. Good point. Yeah, well, well last thing, uh, scheduling. Make sure, like, yeah. I, I was talking to an upcoming podcaster, uh, Zach of uh, Nerds Order Music, great dude, and uh, he, he asked me about scheduling because he said he did like nine interviews in a week and i've never done uh, nine interviews like that that's uh, that's that's a lot to undertake i'm surprised you know he did it i mean did very good but he said it was very exhausting i believe so make sure i usually try to plan it out i have you know notes of like when i have upcoming interviews i you know i always write like what service i'm going to be using because sometimes it's Streamyard as we're using or skype or phone or something I, and i always just try to have my notes ready but Definitely uh, make sure there's no scheduling. I know I've, I've almost double booked a few things. I'm glad I, I keep notes of when my schedule, my schedule uh, is and when my show and all my shows and all that. So definitely make sure you know scheduling. And then this whole debacle that we had just getting this one show figured out. <laughs> but we're here. We are. We are. Here. Oh, Eighteenth times a charm. I think it was only six. Yeah. <laughs> only six. It's hard. <laughs> Hard when you're trying to schedule a group of people together, yeah. right? So yeah. that, that's definitely uh, a challenging. That's why this is the first one. <laughs> yes, it is hard. <laughs> but it won't be the last. <laughs> I, no, I definitely do this again sometime. But uh, going back to yeah, Andrew, so my first and currently only 
<laughs> <laughs> I will get to, uh, there might be a second one coming up. I will get to that. Um, nice. He messaged me, I think your show was, what, was Saturday at Five Star, I want to say? I think it was Saturday. We had, I think, uh, it was Friday or Sunday, I don't remember. It was Sunday. I know I, I didn't work, so it was, or I, if I did, it was, okay, so yeah, Sunday. 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 I think you hit me up Friday? I think it was a Friday. Yeah, it was like Friday. And um, I already had my week kind of that planned out, but I was like, yeah, local band. I was friends, you know, uh, friends with Gary, who was friends with you guys. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And um, I, this is what happens when you watch way too much stand-up comedy at 2 in the morning. Um, <laughs> it was stand-up without a net. I watched Robin Williams. He delivered a fantastic interview, but the uh, uh, stand-up set. But it, the um, premise was that they would give you cards and um, you're supposed to come up with your set on the fly. So I was like, oh, that is a totally cool idea. I should do this. So, uh, so I told Andrew the idea and he's like, yeah, let's go for it. Uh, it was a 13 minute interview. I thought it went pretty good. I thought it was good. Um, but I definitely like being more prepared. Definitely. I like my nets. I will say um, in about two weeks, well, actually a week after, a week after this uh, uh, airs, uh, there will be a second interview without a net, and we'll see how much uh, I've improved in a year. Nice. Only up from here. Or there. Yep. You want to go up or down or sideways. So, speaking of questions, so you said you do research when you know you're going to be talking to somebody, usually, unless it's without a net. How do you come up with your questions? Like, do you try to avoid questions that they get asked regularly, or do you, like, I don't know, how do you formulate those? Uh, I usually try to start off with, like, uh, my. First question is usually a fun question. Um, I, I try to vary it now, season two. Uh, usually it's, um, uh, if you can listen to one band, who would it be? Or like, yeah, I think you asked us that last time. Yeah. Mine, mine, mine was, what's one album that everybody should listen to once in their life all the way through? Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I try to vary it with a question that's music-related, but not directly related to them. That kind of breaks the ice. And then the rest is um, how they get into music or uh, if they have anything upcoming, like uh, the new album, how they're writing or recording the new album, uh, influences. Uh, I, actually, I haven't asked influences in a while. Um, but um, usually if they have something upcoming, I try to promote that. If they have a show upcoming or an album upcoming, I try to promote that. Uh, if I have an in with somebody who knows them pretty well, I sometimes ask them if they have anything that actually I was surprised <laughs> one step from falling uh, with some information I got. So that was pretty cool. But um, usually I get some stuff from the Facebook page um, or Instagram, usually any social media I try to find some stuff on. If they've done any past interviews, I try to uh, listen to them or watch them just to see their mannerisms, see how they respond to questions. Then at least I have a good feel. If they uh, give long answers, that's cool. If they give short answers, I usually try to come up with more questions just in case. And some interviews, like I've gotten for like two questions, and we talked for like almost an hour. So it really just <laughs> it really just depends. Um, Jeez. So yeah, like the Raven Black interview from last season, I think it was hour ten, and um, I, I actually I cut it off because uh, <laughs> another interview in like uh, at nine o'clock, and we started this at like seven thirty. So <laughs> so I didn't expect to go that long. 
it was great. It was a lot of fun. And uh, but I was like, I saw the time, and I was like, okay, well, she's got another interview. We got to get going. <laughs> so this is so so this is year two. What what it what we we do an anniversary show. 365 days from today, what would what do you want have to have accomplished in the next year of this show? That's a good question. That's a very good question. I didn't uh, even prepare that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really good. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, normal stuff, uh, world domination, colonizing Mars, you know, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> outside of that, um, I would. I definitely. Uh, I want my uh, title scenes from intros to be really cool, and I'm really starting to work on uh, editing those together. So I want the title scenes to be memorable. I want uh, my questions uh, to be on point and good. If I can interview some more established bands that I'm trying to currently work on, that that would be really cool. But also, there's going to be more skits, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'd say in a year, I will. Uh, I want I want more uh, I want more merch, so I'm working on that as well, and um, maybe a more consistent radio show. We'll see. We'll see about that part. That is a lot to put together, but yeah, that is um, kind of just kind of going with it right now. But I definitely there's a few bands that I have that I'm close to working on, so I'm trying to get that worked out too, and also some cool merch. So. Super cool merch. Super cool. That's right. Super cool. <laughs> TM. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you might want to. You might want to look into that too. Actually, yeah. Trey, Trey yeah, <laughs> I. Yeah. That's Speaking of which, something that's actually been on my uh, radar to do is to get that done because the Powerglass can can get their stuff. Uh, put yeah, I copyrighted all of our stuff. Yeah, <laughs> if they can do it, I think I should too. It doesn't mean it was good. <laughs> Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dang. It's a joke. Okay. <laughs> did, did you have better call Saul help you out? I have, I have another question. Um, okay. So some of your skits were wrestling related. Yeah. How do you how do you balance? Because most of what you do is music, but you do you have done some wrestling stuff. So how do you balance that? How do you figure out? How are you going to include that other interest of yours with your main focus, which is music? Um, I try to branch out a little bit. Um, so it's still it's local South Bend wrestling, so I think there's already connection that I'm I'm a South Bend based uh, uh, radio show. You know, I interview people from all over the world, but um, I would do it. You gotta, can't do it all the time, uh, obviously, because they only run a show about every four to six weeks, so it's right. enough time in between to. You know, have it do, um, have an interview and stuff. Uh, there's some cool things in the works with that, actually, that I hope come together. But um, it's really, I just do it sparingly. I try to, my main focus is musicians, but I occasionally like to throw in some wacky stuff and uh, some stuff that, uh, looking back, was a lot of fun and could have ended poorly, but didn't. So that's always good. But it's just, the skits are kind of just whenever I feel like it. I feel like, um, People, uh, I mean, people tune in for the interviews is great, but also I'm, I'm the main constant with everything. So I think, I hope people tune in for me, maybe a small portion, hopefully, because um, they like me, I would hope. I like the skits. I think they're funny. I always watch them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think those turn out really well, especially for not planning them and just kind of going with the, with a rough idea. I think they yeah. turn out very well. For those, do you usually do you have like an idea when you get started on it, or do you just kind of like? Yeah, I usually talk to uh, I usually talk to Yuri um, yeah. beforehand about what we're gonna do. There's usually running gags in there, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we have very good chemistry um, for uh, yeah, definitely together. So we kind of just bounce off each other when we do it live. Like we have an idea, like our top uh, four ACDC albums. We are we talked about that's probably the most we actually prepared for a skit because we talked about which albums we were going to pick. We tried not to double pick albums because we already talked about each one. So we tried to at least uh, have that planned out. But the rest of the stuff uh, and the inclusion of another person, BG Mancini, was uh, deaf. That was just on the day of. We just thought of doing that, and yeah. So that, that's how that one uh, came together. But usually we have a rough idea. We don't script anything because that's boring. Right. I think the spontaneity is what's cool about it. That's my favorite part. Yeah, and you see me laughing quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always a lot of fun with those skits. And uh, maybe you might see BG Man scene more. We'll see. Uh, he, he does like to do his bad guy stuff. So uh, he's not around all the time. Bring him out. Bad, <laughs> bad guy stuff. <laughs> I mean, he's a space traveling bad guy. That's what he says. I mean, does does stuff like that, I guess. I don't know exactly what he does. I'm, I don't know him personally. <laughs> Would mysterious you be guy. brave enough? <laughs> Would you be brave enough to do a, a live show, a live interview Ooh. on air? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, uh, some talks, doing a few things like that. Yep. Uh, nothing has come to it yet, but yes, uh, I actually have this capability with this lovely stream yard right here to do that to my YouTube channel. So yes, uh, actually, and there might be a few things in the works. So yes, yeah. I'm totally for it. Uh, I'm definitely very well prepared for that interview. Definitely get a lot of rest. Definitely drink some Spreacher Cherry Cola. We could have done this. Yeah, but I could have a cool intro for it. See, that's a, my only problem with the, the. I love doing. I mean, I have no problem doing live, but I have so cool intros that I've made for these. You know, for like all these shows, that it's like I don't get that feature because you know it's live. You know, you just kind of go live. So that's my only uh, complaint about it. But I yes, I actually I'm working on a few uh, live show uh, live uh, performances. We'll mm -hmm. say. So. So you mentioned your your first interview with Elsie Binks, right? You you went to their show basically, and that's how you met them all. Yeah. So you're you are involved in going to shows with the people you have on. Oh, yeah. And I know a couple of times you've like kind of like co-hosted different events and sort of sort of helped promote different things. Do you plan on doing more of that in the future? Do you plan on doing some of that just by yourself? How much of that do you see t tagged along with Super Cool Radio? Yes, uh, actually, yes. Yeah. So I, I've co-hosted a lot of shows in the South Bend area, even a few in Angola. Um, so yes, uh, I do that quite a bit, mostly just more exposure for the bands and stuff. Uh, I have the idea, I'm not, I'm not this year, so I don't think it's the right year to do it, maybe 2022. But uh, yes, I would love to host a show, bring some of my friends along, feature some great music, I already got the name. It's gonna be super cool fest. So I'm hoping. Great trademark that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm gonna do that before I air this. Yeah, good. Anyone steals that? I have if you if you don't, Andrew's gonna do it and sell it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned from Kiss, so. He, he, he My favorite him. band. Yeah. He <laughs> Facebook uh, um, uh, inter uh, interaction when uh, you said he copyrighted his songs, and I said, "Man, that was my idea to make it big." And then I forgot what you. Oh, you said you're gonna send your lawyer after me. And then, yeah. I, and then I said, "I'm not a crook," and I gave the the uh, Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon. Uh, <laughs> and then the sign off, and then in the hel in the helicopter. And I was like, uh, that, that was one of my favorite uh, Facebook <laughs> somebody because I, I love messing with people anyway. But yeah, well, he said I, he wasn't a crook. Yeah, I mean, I can't be if I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> just you know. like um, my one friend Jordan asked if um, he's like, if anyone wants to fight me, tell me. So I was like, yo, you want to go? And he's like, you want to you want to fight? I go, yeah, I want to fight. He's like, where and when? I said, Wendy's parking lot, six p.m. Be there. He, <laughs> he wasn't there. Wasn't there. I got my four for four, and he wasn't there. Yeah, you should get your four for four. Uh, right, yeah, hey. I mean, that's a great deal, honestly. Yeah. Should have brought, brought four for four tonight, there's four of us. Could add four for four. Aww, yeah, Matthew. Built-in built built marketing, come on now. <laughs> I didn't say anything about a Tomorrow we find out Wendy sponsors the podcast. <laughs> hey, if Wendy's watching, I will say very nice things about you. I love your four for four deal. So. so I want to ask you the same question that you asked me. What is one album that every person should listen to front to back in their life? Ooh, I would go with the question because I've never really thought about that one. Man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. really sucks being on the other end of the source. <laughs> does. It does. does. Alright. Uh, I got a few that come to mind, but if I had to pick one that people should listen to a lifetime post-pop depression by iggy pop i love that album it's got the uh like garage rock vibes to it it's a it's a pretty um i mean it still has the iggy pop flair to it mm -hmm. but it's more of a mellow album uh and i've been listening to it like a lot lately uh, i find it very relaxing but um it, that's good it's just good rock music with him and uh josh and uh queens of stone age good stuff so, Pulse Pop Pression, Iggy Pop, that is my answer. Finally. Yo. When did that come out? 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will check yeah. it out. I you think I was going to say, I think I'm going to too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that Put existed, it. so that sounds cool. Put yeah. it in my Spotify for work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I've never associated Iggy Pop with Calm, so I'll have to... I'll have to yeah. <laughs> listen to it. Yeah. I mean, it still rocks, but it's pretty uh more mellow compared to his like mm. punk music and metal music and right. his, all this later you know all the albums before post pop depression right. yeah well, Josh, lou, lou, lou reed metallica did that fucking abomination <laughs> of an album so i guess anything possible yeah. nowadays <laughs> josh probably got him really high before they wrote everything <laughs> i'm sure yeah, i'm sure uh, what do you say yes you insider knowledge over there no. <laughs> I was the dealer. <laughs> Not Did you me. trademark that? Did you trademark that, Andrew? <laughs> uh, let me make a note of it really quick. <laughs> uh, also, I heard Hourglass is coming off a rap album pretty soon, too, right? Oh, yeah, that's the man. third third one. Got, 
We gotta trick everybody with the the first full length first, and then uh, then we'll do the the rap full length. <laughs> do what uh just do what do what Chickenfoot did. Come out with Hourglass one, and then skip straight to Hourglass three. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then do Hourglass two third. Yes. See. There we go. <laughs> or should I just jump to five and just really it's like what happened to the other ones? This one really sounded like a five. <laughs> <laughs> this one goes to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's gonna happen with Hourglass? You're just gonna name stuff how you feel? Goes to eleven. There, oh, yeah, there you go. Nice. I got, I got, I got the guitar. You got yeah, there you go. Let's, let's go. Does, it, does it have the taggers on it? Nope. <sighs> nope. It, I bought it. I bought it used for 120 bucks. Left-handed seven strings. So nice. Being left-handed, my my options are quite limited. I saw it and I was like, I bet. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. New diecast yep. romance music on on this thing right here. Got it's it tuned a good to work drop. Tool. Got it tuned to drop. I'm and I'm a drummer. I I don't know. I I can barely do six strings. I don't need the seven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I just I just I just know how to write good enough to where I can send it to my guitar players and they can make it sound like I wanted it to sound. <laughs> there you go. Make this sound better, please. Yeah, they and they do. Yeah, being left-handed does kind of suck. Like I, I uh, I'm left-handed uh, for golfing, and it's very hard to find a golf club set. Left-hand clubs, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Yeah, TJ, our, our drummer is left-handed, so. Nice. Does he actually play left-handed? He does. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I tried to set up our stuff in the basement the first time he came over. I'm like, I don't even know. I can set it up right-handed, but left-handed, it's like starting. Like you've never seen a drum set before. I don't know what to I wanna, do. I, I want to do a show with you guys just so, just for the simple fact of not being the only left-handed drummer, like or left-handed <laughs> any. Like, I there's this one drum. Sorry, I don't mean to hijack the show, but there's this one That's drunk right. guy that came, old drunk guy that came up to me and he shakes my hand after the set and he goes, "Ian fucking Pice." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah," and he goes, "He was left-handed." And I'm like, "Yes, he was." And he goes, "That's awesome." And then he walked away, and I'm like, "Okay, this was fun." I'm, I'm I'm a little afraid now. <laughs> have you have you ever heard a bad left-handed drummer though? I don't think I have. I think they're all no. good. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I mean, uh, hey. <laughs> back in point. Anyone else got uh, any uh, questions for me that I can uh, answer? Or are we good? Who's next? Actually, I I, I want to ask you sure. if if you could change anything that you've done in the last year, especially during COVID, what would it be? I mean, I mean, overall, I'm happy with my position that I am right now. <laughs> I think definitely um, when uh, when I did go to shows, I wish I was um, I, I was a little bit more shy. So like 2019 and uh, early 20, I wish I would have passed on more business cards and talked to people. Mm -hmm. I think that is a very big thing. And then when there is no shows, there is no uh, people to talk to, you know, face to face when you meet them. So I think definitely, I think I missed a few opportunities to uh, grow my audience a little bit with just not talking to people as much, or even just like everyone's there to see music. So you already kind of have time on the ground anyway, as I found out. So definitely uh, talking to people, I think, um, just to try to grow and um, meet people. I think uh, it's definitely something I wish I would have uh, done more. I think I'm better at it now, especially with doing all these interviews and stuff. I'm better with uh, just talking to people. 
but starting off not as much so definitely um i'd say yeah. that and uh finding someone like i love my logo uh trish tivaldi of lc binks uh, designed this logo i love it i wish i would have got a more professional logo sooner instead of trying it myself because i was not good with it so <laughs> finding looking professional uh, i'm still working on trying to get some stuff done to make my uh, all my pages look professional but definitely having a logo is a definite need and not uh just something oh i could do it myself because you i can't but you, you you see that now and i think that especially in the past year for for everybody i think we've all had time to look back and reflect um during this time of covid and lockdowns about things that we could have changed or things we should have done and then you don't get a chance because you know you're at home you can't do anything you can't see anything but those are things that once you know hopefully the world gets a little better as it, it seems to be um we have a better perspective i think it's just given us a better outlook and a better focus as well so i don't think it's all bad no, definitely, uh, you, you kind of cherish the stuff that you, you don't have. Uh, I definitely I become more appreciative of when you do have it. I've definitely found that out. And um, being able to talk to people uh, more, definitely uh, something I miss. You didn't think you'd, I would miss it as much because I'm kind of a shy person. So um, seeing that uh, not happening uh, definitely changes your perspective. Yeah, so right. I agree. You were definitely pretty social at the show on Friday. I could, I tell you were talking to people and yeah, uh, hanging out, hanging out with Dave Hurley. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a cool dude. He's helped me out a lot. Uh, helped me set up the Crash Karma interview. So definitely very cool guy. Uh, the the Rick, the uh, I met Rick Miles. I'm like, you know who? Yeah, Rick Miles. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, and I, I mean, I was kind of talking to people, uh, not as much. Uh, but then he's like, yeah, we should talk to this person, this person. I was like, okay, sure, might as well. So um, Rick Rick but, knows everybody. Yeah. Um, I found out Jeff Harris was originally from South Bend, so that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. First time yeah. talking to him. So, uh, yeah, I, I do I do try to talk to people. I try to, I have, I, I handed out almost all my business cards that day, so I thought that was pretty cool. And um, so, yeah, over that weekend, I think I got a bump of like 13 to 15 uh, likes on my page because of uh, between that and my super show. So I was very happy. Almost at fifteen hundred likes. I am like twenty away. So please help me. Nice, please. <laughs> so what's next for Super Cool Radio? Yeah, what's next? Uh, putting out killer interviews, uh, featuring killer music from uh, all my friends, and uh, working on uh, better scheduling and stuff. I'm really trying to promote stuff more that people see it. Not only do I put all the effort in to interview the person and putting it together, I want people to see it. So definitely I'm working on promotion. I'm actually taking social media marketing classes right now. So to help me with that, uh, just started a Twitter account. So if anyone's new to Twitter, follow me on there for all the kind of updates and fun stuff I do. And uh, just kind of continue on the path, but trying to uh, promote my audience uh, more, show them uh, more uh, music. And hopefully, if, even if one person becomes a fan of, of the, the band I interviewed, I, I'll consider it a uh, success, but I definitely want more people. The, the people I interview, I, I, I like their music, or I'm friends with them, or both, preferably both. Um, so uh, I, I'm trying to promote their music and uh, get them fans at the same time. So for right now, I do have an interview That's with Adam Nett coming up very soon. 
So we'll see how I do, Andrew. <laughs> and uh, it should be good. Uh, and uh, got an interview with uh, Star Crystal coming up soon. They're out of the Ukraine. Very cool band. So I'm looking forward to interviewing them. Dang, going all the way over another country. There you go. Whole cold other continent. Super cool worldwide. Oh, when I say world domination, I mean it. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the name. That's the name of your corporation right there. Super cool there worldwide. You go. There you go. Yeah. Go, ahead and go, go ahead and say it. Your trademark it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna let Matthew have that one. <laughs> I, I will, I, we live in the same city. I will find you. <laughs> I'm good luck. <laughs> So yeah, um, so that's the stuff coming up very soon. Uh, my my goal is to eventually meet everyone in person who I've interviewed. So hopefully, uh, that will happen eventually. Uh, I might need a passport for a few of them. So <laughs> worldwide, worldwide. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's uh, that's what ne what's next for Super Cool Radio. Uh, and we have time. I'll take one or two more, depending on, or if, or if we're good. What is you have two years now worth of content. What is the most memorable moment for you from the whole show? I would say, uh, honestly, my, my second interview with Reality Suite, um, mostly because that was, they were just so much fun. And um, we had a lot of callbacks from the first interview I kind of messed up on uh, that I was not happy with. That's why I, uh, that I booked the interview for that, you know, their second interview pretty quickly because I wanted to correct everything. And that was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of jokes, uh, a lot of Alice Cooper references, which I'm always always a fan of. And uh, honestly, one of my favorite interviews. Um, if anyone's looking for a laugh, definitely check that one out. But I, I have so many, like, so many. Uh, talking to Christina Chris of Kaleido, who I'm really big fans of. Um, talking about their No Really I'm Fine EP, how that, uh, how I, you know, had that connection with that music, I thought was really cool, very cool, a uh, very good moment for me, uh, just to be able to talk to someone whose music really inspired me, uh, to kind of do what I've been doing and can keep, keep going too. So I think those are definitely some of my favorite interviews. And LC Banks got me on the map, so I'm very grateful for them, uh, because they really like, I was doing my show. But after I got an interview with them, uh, it, it, it kind of legitimized Super Cool Radio more. They're like, this is actually someone to check out. So I would say that those three for sure. The more I keep thinking about that first interview that you did with Elsie Banks, I'm almost 95% sure that I was sitting on the in i was sitting on the bus talking to kevin and johnny while you were interviewing aaron i'm almost positive that i was because i remember that they had an interview that day i think i was i think i was there during part of it you might have been i might have uh, been uh i know someone came in and quickly left that was me i'm pretty i think that was me <laughs> and uh, johnny gave you gave two people a shout out during the interview because i think you guys started loading in uh, at the end of the interview, so yeah, we had just gotten there and we were we were just putting stuff, we were just throwing stuff in, and I was uh, yeah, yeah, I, po I popped in to say hi to everybody. So, see, look at all this. Yep. <laughs> now that's a super cool flashback. Super hashtag super cool flashback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, full circle here. Yeah, radio. And now we're on the two-year anniversary show, and now I got to think of something cool to do for the three-year anniversary show. So, concert, yeah, yeah. super cool, super cool anniversary fest. 
think that would be super cool. 2022, uh, I think. <laughs> I'm more open. I think uh, I think stuff's gonna be more possible. So, yeah, yeah. With some interviews I've been working on, man, I think it's gonna be pretty cool. Super there cool. You have it there. You have it, folks. Definitely. Super cool, super exclusive cool. right there. So yeah, so yeah. There's definitely a lot of a lot of fun things in the works. I love what I do. It can be stressful at times, but I love doing it. So yeah, you're gonna see more stuff in the works, especially. Uh, Right now, my schedule is a little bit more flexible right now, so a lot of lot of content's gonna be coming out. At least, hopefully, plus the Battle of the Bands uh, be coming up in April. So there'll be a hundred bands. Top twenty will be featured on my next show, my next radio show, featuring music, and then the winning band will receive an interview. So make sure to check that out in April. I'll have the event and all that posted up uh, second week of April. That's Saturday. So whatever that is, I don't know the day off the top of my head, but you want to look out for that. And so that's another big thing coming up soon. Sweet. Super cool. And hanging out yes. at Smokestack with me next weekend. That's right. April 10th. 250. I'll be there. Yay. We'll get Yay. To see you. I'm not playing, but I'll be there. Watch me mess up for 45 minutes. I'll pretend I didn't see it or hear it. <laughs> you, you only mess up for 42, you get three minutes, right? Yeah. Good <laughs> for one song. Eh. Get to all the right. end of it, that's all. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for hanging out. Now, this is the Super Cool Radio two-year anniversary show. Full panel of guests. You get to hear a lot about what I got going on because this show is all about me anyway. <laughs> But for Andrew of Hourglass, Brian of Two Face Wilson, and Diecast Romance, and of course, the first today. Thanks so much. I'm, of course, Matthew Thomas, and I hope this was very insightful and fun for everyone who tuned in to this two year anniversary show.